It's the Field of Vision podcast with your host, Jordan Eisen. How's it going, everybody? And welcome into the Field of Vision podcast. Joining me today is Joe Bond of uh, Fantasy Six Pack. Um, he's been on the show before. I think it was like about a year ago. Uh, no, it was actually for the Super Bowl. Now that I think about it, so uh, talked to you somewhat recently-ish, um, and it was a fun conversation. Uh, and this week we will be recapping Week Nine of the NFL. Now, even though you are a returning guest, um, I developed this question that I always ask my new guests uh, after your last appearance. So without further ado, um, how did you become a fantasy sports analyst and why? It's such a weird profession. Um, doesn't really make logical sense that there's an industry for a game based on a game that people like to yell about sometimes, but there is nevertheless, and I'm interested to hear um, your path and like why you chose this path. So first off, uh, thanks for having me on again, man. I uh, glad, glad to be here. Um, so to answer your question, it was, it was one of those, you know, I, I was always doing pretty well in, in my leagues and, and things like that. And you know, my, my friends, you know, I sort of joked around with some of my friends, like who would constantly ask me questions about their other leagues. I was like, I'm going to start charging you guys for this. And they're like, yeah, you know, actually you should, you should start a website. And I kind of like laughed and then went, huh? So I did. And, uh, <laughs> and so, I mean, it started out as to sort of like, you know, I'm very interested in this and, you know, I, and w- when I started the site, you know, fantasy sports was big. It's not nearly as big as it is now. Um, but you know, obviously I was reading the ESPNs and the yahoos and the CBSs and things like that, like, like the big time sites. And, uh, that was it. And so, you know, it was just sort of like, yeah, I'd be cool. Like, if I could make this a thing, um, I don't see myself ever getting to that level, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun. Uh, I have a good time with it and it was just, you know, I love sports. I love data. Uh, I, I know computers. And so it was just, it just seemed like a, a pretty natural fit for me to, to do this as sort of a side gig and, and see where it would go. Yeah. And I mean, it's not your main thing. Your main thing is definitely the, a fantasy six pack like empire if you will but you're also very good at ranking um whenever i try to look at my rankings see where i finish week to week or at the end of a season see how my draft rankings did you are always at the top of the list i don't understand how it's even like possible because even if you're really good like you're gonna have some flukes but so consistently you're at the top of the list. So I guess definitely check out a fantasy six pack, very good rankings um, and a fun site to read some content on if you've got the time. Um, So now, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be recapping week nine uh, and let's kick it off with a game that kind of encapsulated it all. I think and that is the bills versus Jaguars. What? This week was really is so strange. Like last week was weird. I think I titled it like uh like backup quarterback takeover or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of but did, this yeah. week was something <laughs> else. Like what wh- there were so many just weird upsets. Like I made a um a playoff bracket to post on my Instagram before Sunday and I had like I talked about like how the Cowboys, Rams, um, Packers, and who's that other NFC team? Um, I recall there, there's another one, the Bills. It, like how all of these teams would go really far, and I can't really decide which one. And then after Sunday, like it, it kind of did blow up, not to flex or anything, but it did blow up. But after Sunday, it kept on blowing up because everyone was like, what are you thinking putting these teams deep into the playoffs? They all just had terrible losses. <laughs> and that just really shows like how quickly things changed this week. It was really insane. So let's talk about the Bills and Jags. I don't know if there's any analysis here. Maybe it falls more so on the Bills offense because this is concerning if you only put up six points on the Jags. Yeah. But 
I, I feel like they'll eventually adapt. It's just that teams keep on playing with two uh, safeties more so than in years past, and that's really hurting the Chiefs, the Bills, um, teams like that. Somehow the Cardinals are still okay, but I don't know. It, like I still have trust in the Bills' offense, but do you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this was a, a complete fluke of a game. Uh, it just—it was one of those. They—they they probably walked in thinking they had it in the bag just by stepping into the stadium. Uh, Just—you know—it was just a, the perfect storm. The Jags were up and ready for this game. Uh, you know, Zach Moss gets hurt. Not that he's a huge integral part of this offense, but you know, he does get plenty of touches, and he is usually fairly decent with it. At least he was earlier on in the year. He's getting a little worse as it goes on. But, you know, he's he's an integral part of this offense. Devin Singletary is not somebody they've been able to rely on. I, I did, There's really nothing to to come away from this game except it's 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 a fluke. I mean, it's not like the Jags were good offensively. Like, they just beat them. It just no, they put up nine points. Like, just that's defensively, terrible. they were just un believable and the bills couldn't get out of their own way it felt like you know josh allen threw two picks he was sacked a bunch he fumbled it was just like what is going on i am not at least bit worried about this team moving forward this is still a very good team and um you know i think you're you're easily plugging in josh allen this week at the jets and next week at the colts and then so on and so forth like you're you're not you know you're not looking to bench him for you know really anybody yeah, I could see it turning out to be sort of a Chiefs thing where they just cannot figure it out. But I think the more likely outcome is, and I'm not saying that the Chiefs aren't well coached or anything, but I think the Bills are well coached and they should be able to figure out like, oh, let's have Stefan Diggs run a bunch of slants and other short routes and we'll just keep on throwing it to him with all these players back preventing deep deep passes. So I think that the Bills should be able to figure it out. I also thought for a while that the Chiefs should be able to figure it out, and they just haven't. So yeah, that's a whole I mean, other story. I don't know what's going on there. That that is such a bizarre case yeah. there with with the Chiefs and Mahomes. Just is just looks lost this year. It's very very strange. So yeah, it, it's so weird. But I like I think there's a possibility that it ends up like that because. I, what I'm saying about the Bills now is kind of similar to what I was saying about the Chiefs a few weeks ago. But I I think that I really just think that logically they should be able to pull it together. Absolutely. Uh, I talked last week uh, when there were a bunch of other weird upsets. It feels like there's always this one game. Like I we were talking about the Bengals and the Jets. And I was like, there's always this one game in the middle of the season usually feels like it's the Bengals or the Vikings or some sort of like good-ish team that just like gets beat very narrowly by a, one of the terrible teams. And then everyone freaks out. Um, and sometimes <laughs> freaking out is not the right choice. Sometimes it is. Um, and I think in this choice, in this situation, it is not the right choice. So look, if people are freaking out about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in your league, go ahead and buy low on those guys. Have fun. For That's sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is a buy, at least for those two, um, definitely a buy low opportunity. Emmanuel Sanders, a little more risky. But, yeah. I mean, he, um, he's a, he's a wide receiver three flex guy. Same with Beasley in most, most weeks. So the, they're, they're riskier. They're, you're not, you're not going to get consistent. Although I will say Diggs hasn't been the monster that he was no, last he's year. Been so kind of um, a bust, but he's been yeah. a pedestrian for sure compared to what we're used to. But, I still like him moving forward. I think he's going to be good overall. The targets yep. that he's getting is still pretty is still pretty pretty good. So I will take that over a lot of guys. Yeah, and as I said, I think to counter these uh, two deep safeties, they're going to start peppering digs with short targets. Which I mean, that's kind of what they did last year um, to make him so good. Like they also took a lot of deep shots, but a lot of his production came on short targets just 10 yards after 10 yards. Um, and that really hasn't been a thing this year. I think he's going to start doing that a lot more. Um, and that will be very productive for your fantasy team. Okay. Now with that, one of the many upsets out of the way, let's get into some of the other uh, great performances this week. In addition to the Jags defense, 
Uh, at quarterback, Justin Herbert scored 32 fantasy points on 356 yards, three touchdowns. He was the QB one. Um, I was a, I love Justin Herbert at the end of last, like since he, since his first start, honestly, and then coming into draft season, loved him again. I looked really smart for a bit. Then it got a little wary and I started signed kind of second guessing myself, but it looks like he's back. He's fine. He's still amazing. Um, got so many weapons like you're, it's going to be so hard to start Justin Herbert. Are you back in on like top seven quarterback range? I was really never out on that. Honestly, um, you know, he had, he had a tough game against Baltimore and New England. And, you know, Baltimore's got a pretty tough defense. I mean, they've let up a lot, a lot of yards in the air. They're still a fairly tough defense overall. Uh, New England, they you know, Belichick can out-scheme you like the best. So they took away Mike Williams in that game, and he was, you know, I mean, I would almost say stuck throwing to Eckler, or not Eckler, Keenan Allen. But, I mean, that's what it was. Um, it was they, they forced the ball down to Keenan Allen and so he couldn't really produce there but you know going against Philly he he shredded them and I have no doubt that he'll continue to do more of that than than the previous two games yep I agree um and now that we're looking back on it in hindsight those two bad games that was a real nice buy low opportunity and I think it might be too late I guess still ask the Herbert owner what they're thinking (laughs) but um don't expect too much but Yep, he's back. Uh, Lamar is great still. He scored 31 fantasy points, QB2 on the week. That's with 266 passing yards, 120 rushing yards. He did have two interceptions, but he does that sometimes. Um, I don't think there's much actionable here. He's just a really, really good quarterback and an even better fantasy quarterback. Um, So... Yeah, he's good. Not much to be said. <laughs> yeah, the rushing yards alone are crazy. Now, he's probably not going to run the ball 21 times again. No, that was, that was uh, pretty weird. unbelievable. I will say this about him. like He's going to eventually have a game where they're going to get behind like they did in this game and many other games where they've gotten behind or been struggling to score. And he's not going to be able to make these second half miraculous comebacks. Um, it's just mm-hmm. going to – I don't – I don't understand how this, why this keeps happening, but he has to end up playing Superman for his team uh, because he was Clark Kent in the first half. Like it's just yeah. crazy how this keeps happening. I mean, um, you can say the same thing though. Like the reason that it keeps happening is because he's just a really amazing NFL player he is. and he can make these comebacks. So for every, uh, from now on for every time that he can't come back in the second half, he's also going to have a good first half. Like, as much of an outlier as these amazing second halves are, it's the same is true for the terrible first halves. Like, yeah, they had like three points against the Colts in the first half. It, it like that's a fluke as much as yeah. coming back and winning in the fourth quarter. Like, I think that Lamar is just completely set and forget it. Top. Oh, absolutely. Five. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just. It's something. Something other also weird is going on here with with the fact that this just keeps happening so very true yeah he he definitely like should bust some games that he hasn't busted and he's turned into amazing week winning games but i mean yeah that doesn't affect anything that you can really do um matt ryan Definitely the most pedestrian name on this list. He scored 29 fantasy points with 343 passing yards and three touchdowns. He's been really good lately. Um, and I'm curious on what you think of him. Would you like if you've been starting like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz or something like that? Would you consider shifting to Matt Ryan this week? Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan since what is it? Week three three-ish he uh trying to go to his game log here since week three he's been 29 points 21 17 then a six and then 28 i mean he's been pretty good um every week and i mean crazily enough like most of these have been without calvin ridley uh Mm -hmm. so 
whatever that says it you know he's making it work Cordero Patterson has been a absolute <laughs> treasure for them like I like that is just crazy I would have never thought I would have been you know rooting for Pat, Cordero, Cordero Patterson uh, to do anything but I've I was able to pick him up in a couple leagues so go Patterson Kyle Pitts is really coming around ran routes on 90 percent of the snaps last week crazy I'm out for a tight end uh, got shut down, obviously, by um, uh, the the Saints corner. I'm totally Lattimore, um, but you know Gage is is, is back and healthy and, and looks good. Uh, Zacchaeus was able to score twice, you know, and and hopefully they'll get Ridley back and and you know he can be what we all remember him being, and it's just going to make him even better. I mean, yes, Matt Ryan is a, in my opinion, each week he's a low end QB one flex streamer worthy quarterback he's nothing more than that because he's gonna have games like he did two weeks ago against carolina where he scores six points and he just does nothing he has these games but this is a still very heavy pass offense like it has been in every single year it feels like with in his career with with uh atlanta the run game stinks and so it's going to go through his arm and he's going to rack up the yards. He's just going to have those games where he gets sacked like four or five times a game and he throws four picks. He's going to have those, but he's a, he's a safe streamer play. Yeah. If he's, yeah. he's definitely in that range of like cousins and, and Derek Carr, like right in, right in line with those guys. I think he is so similar to Derek Carr, just like less mobile and sometimes more helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I picked up Derek Carr to play this week, um, and he scored ten points against yeah, the Giants. Like that was a, stuff that was like that. Weird game, man. I don't know what happened yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time to Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Like that, that tier. Um, it just all the time. Um, so definitely don't trust him. Like as your starter, but this week he's playing Dallas. I am okay streaming Matt Ryan against that Cowboys defense. Um, now the top running backs. This one's a lot more interesting in my opinion. James Conner had 38 <laughs> points, um, 96 rushing yards, 77 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Chase Edmonds got hurt, obviously, so huge boost for James Conner. And we're only like one or two years removed from James Conner being like, what is it, like an RB three overall or something like he had an amazing season somewhat recently um so like don't forget about that but um do you see that like of course he's not gonna be this good every um all the time but do you see like him possibly being an rb1 as long as chase edmonds is out uh RB one seems a little strong. Uh, I think he's definitely in the RB two category here. And he's, in my opinion, he's still very touchdown dependent. Now things change, in my opinion, if Kyler is still hurt and there's a possibility that he could miss another week. Uh, Hopkins is banged up. We don't know what's going on there. Like it's not going to be, you know, pass uh, zone reads. It's not going to be bootlegs with Murray because Colt McCoy, let's be honest. Nobody's worried <laughs> about Colt McCoy running. Yeah. Um, so Connor, he gets a little bit of a boost with those guys out. Uh, but as soon as they're back, I mean, we're looking at a bunch of games here where, you know, he's gone. Well, like 11 for 43, he just happened to score twice, you know, 18 for 50. He just happened to score twice, 10 for 29. He happened to score. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's just what keeps happening. So like, look, he's got touchdown upside for sure. Uh, but he kind of is reliant on those touchdowns more often than not. Um, he's not going to see five targets and five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. He's barely been used in the passing game. And now Edmonds is banged up, but they're going to bring in Eno Benjamin. And, you know, he can take mm-hmm. over that role for uh, <clears throat> – for um, bleh, why am I just blanking on the name? Um, Chase Edmonds. For Chase Edmonds. Thank you. Yeah. He – He's not going to be Chase Edmonds, but he can. He will take that third down role and that was passing down role from 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 James Conner. So 
I'm not like going crazy and buying high for him right now because you are going to have to buy high for him right now. Is for sure, don't yeah. don't that, chase that's those the points. Big thing. He's been he's been look he's been serviceable. He's been a, he's been an RB two and he probably will be the rest of the year. Uh, cause running backs stink this year for some reason. Uh, and yeah, you're sure he'll have some RB one weeks, but I think more often than not he's an RB two and uh, that's where yeah. he's going to stay in my rankings. I agree with that, by the way. I was just curious to hear what you thought. And really quickly, while you were talking, I was looking up the 2018 RB finishes uh, by uh, points per week. This is just so absurd. Like, 2018 was recently. Like, I remember this year, every year, Le'Veon Bell, like, every week checking to see if Le'Veon Bell was at practice. Like, this feels pretty recent. And some of the names on this list are just insane. Like, uh, so Ty Gurley, let it off, classic, Melvin Gordon, whatever. Kareem Hunt, still on the Chiefs. Uh, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Zeke. And then skip a few names. Uh, after Zeke, it's Joe Mixon. Now it starts getting really weird, like really strange. Marlon Mack, remember that? Like yeah. uh, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay. Then you get Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. Then James White had a really good finish. Um, Adrian Peterson's up here. Mark Ingram, on Johnson. Marshawn Lynch on the Raiders. Like, Sony Michelle. <laughs> it was just really strange. Lamar Miller's up here. Very weird list. I Jay Ajayi, that's a throwback. Oh I, man, <laughs> some of one. these. Yeah, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, it it, it, it is interesting to look at. These. And, I, <laughs> and I know you were you were looking at it to look at where Connor finished back then. You got to remember how good that Steelers team was. True, those years yeah. like, that offensive line was incredible. Big Ben wasn't an old man and, and could actually do things that people were worried about, and they weren't just stacking the box. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a totally different a different story for for him back then so it's he's in a he's just in a different offense yeah yeah for sure and i mean Not all of these weird passes touchdowns though he's already at 10 he had 12 <laughs> that's insane yeah. he did all, all of those that year that's also crazy <laughs> yeah all of those names though kind of go to show like how quickly the nfl changes and the same is definitely true for james connor like Marlon Mack is basically not on a roster. David Johnson, like, yeah. Well, that's why you um, so, don't buy running backs in Dynasty exactly, unless you're just yeah. going for it that year and you just need somebody that season. Um, yeah, I bought I bought crazy. on I bought on Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon and turned it out turned out pretty well so far. But yeah, don't right. yeah, Taylor don't, is Taylor is nice. Don't plan into the future too far. And speaking of Jonathan Taylor, he was the RB2 finish on the week. Um, he had 33 fantasy points, 172 rushing yards. He's really good. Probably RB1 for the rest of the year. Is there anything else you have to add? No, except for that after okay. Thursday night, you probably thought he was going to finish RB1 for the week. Thanks, James. Yeah. Carter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that that's a funny way of putting it. Um, now... Nick Chubb, 29 points, 14 carries, 137 rushing yards. Uh, he had one really long touchdown. He's just so good if he gets the work, and oftentimes he gets enough work. Um, so I, I don't think there's anything you can really say. You're starting him as long as he doesn't have COVID. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, I guess it could be a buy-low opportunity if, like, the manager who has him right now um, needs a win. Like right now, he might need to sell Joe, sell Nick Chubb. I don't know. Um, he's good. It's gonna be hard to to yeah to get Nick Chubb off anybody right now. Exactly. Even even yeah. if they need a win, like Nick Chubb is just so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, now Joe Mixon. We I I talked a lot about Joe Mixon last week, and I think. He's pretty deserving of getting more airtime. Uh, he scored 26 fantasy points on two touchdowns, and he had five catches for 46 receiving yards. Um, another really nice performance. Feels like he, similar to James Conner, he scores every single game. Um, but it also feels a little more consistent with Joe Mixon because uh, he is like undoubtedly the main back. Um, there's, I mean, the Bengals have wide receivers. Pretty good ones, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, and of course Jamar Chase. But the touchdowns feel a little bit more sticky. Um, 
do you trust them and do you trust Joe Mixon's fantasy output out, output moving forward? You know, Joe Mixon's one of these guys that I, I vowed I would never roster again and never draft, especially where he goes. He has burned me too many times. A lot of it's been injury, but also some of this has been inconsistent usage. His usage is much higher this year than it has been. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's because they're kind of trying to protect Joe Burrow still a little bit um, coming off that that gruesome knee injury last year. But, you know, I mean, lately, I mean, Burrow's been throwing 38, 34, 40 times. So I don't really think that's the case. They're just, you know, running a lot of plays and, and they're they're keeping Mixon involved. You know, he's seeing upwards of, of 20 touches if plus a game between receptions and, and rushing. And so that that's very valuable as a running back right now. Um, we're seeing a lot of guys in, in very split backfields and they're, and they're not able to produce consistently. Yeah. The touchdowns you're not going to be able to predict. That's just the, the nature of the beast with touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a good enough offense that they should be able to score uh, more than they did against Cleveland. And uh, it's going to keep mixing relevant. So, yeah, I I like him going forward. I mean, again, running backs are, are hard to come by, you know, good ones this year, it feels like. so For sure. Yeah, so let's play a quick game. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather have, uh, I guess, let's, let's just discount the injury for um, hypothetical purposes, but discounting injury, uh, the question last week that we kept on coming back to was Joe Mixon or Daryl Henderson? I want it's a tough one I kind of like uh, I kind of I kind of want to say Daryl Henderson more only because uh, like he's he's the red zone guy right so like he you know he got hurt a little bit early on and you know so he he wasn't doing much super early, but he's really come on strong. That last game was bad, but it was bad for the entire team. But uh, I I sort of like Henderson more, but that that's that's close. That's very close. Yeah. All right. What about um, Joe Mixon or Austin Eckler? Oh, definitely Eckler. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Mixon or um, let's go Cordero Patterson. <laughs> No, I'll go mix in there. Patterson yeah. feels like a feels like this could end at any minute. Like, I just yeah, don't that that was a <clears throat> cheap segue into the next player, who is Cordero Patterson. Uh, but he scored 17 fantasy points, 126 receiving yards. Um, mostly most of his production was through the air this week. But I mean, he's their number two weapon. Maybe, probably, actually, their number one weapon. And it's hard to defend him because he does run routes, but every once in a while he has like a short uh, pass in the flats. And I mean, he just gets a bunch of yak from that. Like he is all over the field all the time. Mm-hmm. And he starts at wide receiver, starts at running back. Like it, it's really hard to defend him. So I am a little convinced that this is consistent, especially after guy. such a big sample. 16, yeah. He's 38. Like when he gets a handoff and he, he gets a, you know, he full steam ahead. He's hard to bring down. Like I've seen him just like barrel over people. So yeah. yeah. It's... Imagine this though, when he was like <clears throat> 23 and like actually super fast instead of 30, like that would be fun. I, and in, in hindsight, I am mad at these other teams for not using him. He could have been such a dynamic player. I think. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't, I think he was just a different player back then. He was, he was Maybe. still more of a gadgety player. And yeah, I feel like he's put on weight as well. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely bigger than he was back then. So, you know, they realized, he realized he could be used as a running back and kind of put on weight to, to withstand that impact mm-hmm. game to game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does, it's definitely weird. He's never been relevant in fantasy before, and now he's 30 years old. And he's an RB1 and a wide receiver one. Very weird situation, but I kind of do trust it. Um, yeah. Like I, you said, I'm, you had him. I'm, yeah, I pretty much have him in my lineup every week. Yeah, exactly. You can't take him out at all. Um, now let's move over to wide receiver. Um, Elijah Moore, 
24 fantasy points, 84 yards, <clears throat> two touchdowns. Um, I guess add Elijah more, but are you like gonna? Are I do you plan on starting him this week? Uh, so I haven't done my rankings yet this week. Who do the Jets even play? I, the Jets are on bye, aren't hey. they? No, oh, Jets maybe are the Jets on bye? No, 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 no. they Jets are playing, playing the Bills. Buffalo. No, I'm not starting Elijah Moore. Uh, I don't want to start anybody against Buffalo. Um, but <clears throat> moving forward, I think you know if if he can have at least somewhat of a respectable game against Buffalo, then he's easily in that flex, you know, wide receiver three territory. Um, it, I think it'll be interesting to see just when they bring back Zach Wilson uh, this season, yeah. which I think inevitably they will. Um, does Elijah Moore go back to being nothing? Because he was nothing until Wilson got hurt. And then in two games, in two games, it's six targets, eight targets, six receptions, seven receptions. And then the two touchdowns last week, now granted one, you know, the receiver fell down or the corner fell down, but still he scored. It was early on. So they were using him. It Look, I, I think everybody coming out of the draft felt that this guy had a ton of talent. It was just a matter of could the Jets figure out how to use it and, you know, be a good enough offense to figure it out. And now that Michael Carter seems to be rolling, um, Mike White seems to be, you know, serviceable at quarterback there. Uh, and, and and now Elijah Moore is starting to come around. You know, it, it's, it seems like these young guys are starting to figure it out a little bit. And so, you yeah. know, he, the arrow is pointing up for him for sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would try to not start him, but – um, if you have to, like, I'm totally fine with it as in wide receiver three or something like past wide receiver 20 or so has been so gross these past couple weeks. Like I had Robert Woods wide receiver like 24 last week. So like, he, honestly, Elijah Moore is probably going to be up there even before this breakout game. I had him at like wide receiver 30. So He's going to move into wide receiver two territory for me just because of how bad the other guys have been. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not fully confident in by no means. Um, and while we're on it, just like how absurd and completely like NFL would it be if the Jets beat the Bills? Like that, uh, <laughs> it would be so funny. Um, then then we might have to be worried about the Bills. If, if they lose yeah. to the Jags and the Jets in back-to-back weeks, now you've got me thinking. But Yeah, yeah that, I, don't I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Probably not. But, yeah, who knows? Um, Devontae Smith had a nice game. 20 fantasy points, 116 yards, one touchdown. Um, he is really fast, really good when he gets the ball. It's honestly just a matter of getting the ball to him because sometimes Jalen Hurts is not the best at that, but he was pretty good this week. Um, Hopefully that's the start of a trend. But Hurts was not good um, this week, but Smith was, thankfully. But uh, No, I I thought Hurts was pretty decent. Not for fantasy, but in real life. Yeah, Smith is going to be erratic just because of Jalen Hurts, unfortunately. So you're going to live and die by, by Jalen Hurts getting him the ball. Yeah, there's not much to say there, really. It's basically just a guess as to whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to be good that week. And it's not even a guess. It's so random that it's just like a 50-50 chance. Not even 50-50. It's a small chance that he's good that week, and you just put him in your lineup and hope for one of these types of performances. Um, The last wide receiver I want to hit on, and he wasn't even specifically great, but it was more like more of a promising sign, I guess. Uh, Keenan Allen had 16 fantasy points. Like, sure, that's fine. That's kind of what we were expecting at the beginning of the season. But that came with uh, 12 catches for 104 yards. Uh, we will get to Mike Williams more later, I believe. But would you rather have Keenan Allen, who's been hot for a couple weeks, or Mike Williams, who's been cold for a couple weeks? Honestly, I want Keenan Allen going forward. I agree. Um, they so have stopped using Mike Williams the way that they did in the beginning of the season. In the beginning of the season, Mike Williams was running the full route tree. He was running, you know, slants. He was running in routes. He was running, you know, hooks, and they were getting screams. They were doing everything just to get this guy the ball. He's a monster, right? And you know, he and of course he ran his deep routes, and then suddenly they just went, "Oh, wait, yeah, well, this is how we used you last year," which of course didn't work. And so now they're just going deep with him the entire time. He'll catch the occasional, you know, 
one or two of those a game. And then one will go for a touchdown every three games. And that's all you're going to get from him now. And it's, it's unbelievable why, why they've done this. And we talked about Herbert earlier when Herbert started having his struggles is when they started changing the usage for Mike Williams. Yeah. So it almost seems like it has to be injury related, I think, because like no rational team would just do this. Um, so it <clears throat> might be injury and might be something else. Regardless, I would also rather have Keenan Allen for sure, even if um, things kind of return to how they were at the beginning of the season. Keenan Allen is still just so consistent that I am okay making that sacrifice. Um, and really quickly, before we get to the busts, I just want to bring up George Kittle had a really nice game. Uh, 17 fantasy points, 101 yards. He is without a doubt starting on your team and really only behind Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews. Um, and maybe yeah, not right. even Mark Andrew, Andrews or Kyle Pitts. Like those uh, two to like five, Darren Waller included. Um, that that can shuffle around a lot. But the point is, be fully confident in starting George Kittle. He is still a very good player. Um, the only thing I'd be worried about is when they eventually make the switch to Trey Lance. That entire honestly, offense is going to be garbage. Like, it's Yeah, I mean... Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty bad too. We saw he, Trey Lance. He's, and he it's... can at least get the ball down the field. He can at least hit these receivers. Trey Lance. No, it's not. It's not there, man. He's not I ready. Don't know. I know. Honestly, in most situations, when you turn it over to a rookie, I am like a little bit on your side, like where it's like, okay, definitely consider this. But Jimmy Garoppolo is so bad as well. I don't think it matters it's just going to be a low passing volume offense too with Trey that's Lance because they it is right know. now as well though I I don't know um that's not going to really affect if you trade if you start George Kittle or not though um he's he's a starter and this week was just a reminder that he is definitely still Elite. really good yes yes all right when we get back we will dive into the busts of week nine and there were quite a few and quite a few pretty significant ones as well um and it is time to really start considering dropping some big names so we will dive into that as well after this quick ad and we are back all right as i mentioned some really bad performances uh and it starts with quarterback joe burrow really bad seven fantasy points 282 yards two interceptions People keep on talking about how, um, uh, how, what's his name? Wow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is leading the league in turnovers. But honestly, Joe Burrow is either took the lead or is really He quick. did take the lead, at least in interceptions. Yeah. No one seems to be talking about that. Like a couple weeks ago, he was in MVP conversation, but he's been so bad in, that, in terms of, uh, in terms of what's it called? Interceptions. Wow, my brain is mm-hmm. really slow <laughs> right now. But um yeah, he's tied with Sam Darnold for eleven interceptions. Um that's more important in real life football, and it's not like Joe Burrow's losing his job. But are you at all concerned about like what you're seeing on the field? Uh not really. I mean he's still he's still throwing tons of touchdowns. So I mean you're gonna get the fantasy points from him. Of course this week was just a bad week in general for him, seven points uh for fantasy. But no, nah, I mean Burrow's more likely just uh you know, he's a he's a QB one the rest of the way. Uh yeah. In in my mind. I agree. Um Daniel Jones, eight fantasy points, 110 yards. That will happen when you start a bad quarterback sometimes. Not much to say there. Same thing with Derek Carr. Um, He only had 10 fantasy points on 296 yards. One touchdown, two picks. Um, That will happen sometimes when you start Derek Carr, like we were talking about earlier with Matt Ryan. I don't know, man. He's Um, been way better than that. I was actually really surprised he had that bad of a game. I don't know. It's Derek Carr. That that happens sometimes. Uh, Like... I started him. I was kind of bought into it too, but when I saw, checked my fantasy lineup and I saw him not doing too hot, I was like, 
okay, I expected this to an extent. <laughs> um, now the big ones. Josh Allen, terrible. Um, 10 oh. points, 264 yards, two interceptions. We already talked about it. We're not that concerned about it. Um, don't buy, don't sell low if you can buy low, I guess, but I don't really think you'll be able to. Um, the more interesting conversation and pretty similar output, Patrick Mahomes only had 10 fantasy points on 166 yards. Do you, like, what do you do? You have, do you have to keep starting him? I feel like you do just because it's Patrick Mahomes. And before, like, going into the Super Bowl last year, we were saying, if he wins this, he's, like, on track to possibly become the greatest of all time. And then he lost the Super Bowl, and we're like, all right, he's still really good, QB1. Um, and now he's just bad. Like, I I think you have to keep starting him, but it doesn't feel good knowing that, like, there is a very likely outcome that he puts up less than 20 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean... The last three weeks, he's been QB 22 with an average of 11.3 fantasy points. He is behind quarterbacks who have only started two games in that period of time. That's bad. Um, am I am I thinking about benching him? Probably not. Um, it depends on who like my second quarterback would be. Yeah, like you know, what- if I if I drafted him and like a Stafford, sure. If I drafted him and like a Tom about, Brady, sure. What about Burrow? If, if I drafted him and Burrow, um, uh, oh, that's a weird one because the Bengals <laughs> are actually on by this week. Oh, so yeah. no, but uh, that would be. I think I'd go Burrow. It that I mean, it would probably be magic. That would be close. You know, there's this. There's some guys now. I mean, when you start dropping into the Carson Wentz's and the Cousins yeah, and no. the Ryans and even the Tannehills, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, sure. All of those guys could finish ahead of Mahomes any given week, but no. Yeah, but I'm only starting these guys who have been doing it consistently week in and week out. And, you know, that's where I mentioned like Stafford last week. Yeah. Yeah. Those you know, guys, like the, the, the Wentz's and whatnot, they're just as likely to score under 10 fantasy points as Mahomes, if not more. Definitely yeah. more, actually. So I would not. But, I mean, start Mahomes has still Mahomes. been fantasy wise for the most part all season, except for these last three weeks. Top ten, easily yeah. top ten. I mean, exactly. he might be turning the ball over, but he's still just chucking it downfield. I don't know what's going on these last three weeks. Um, you know, I think maybe he's trying to play it a little too safe because he had all the turnovers and he's limited the turnovers, but now he's not scoring, so yeah. it's like almost worse. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, let's move on to running backs now. Uh, Mike Davis, two fantasy points on nine carries, 13 yards. Do you drop him? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think, I think and I hate to be the, the cop out answer here, but it is league dependent. You know, if, if you've got some, because running backs are, are so tough to come by, like having a healthy running back who in most weeks is seeing, you know, double digit touches, um, it's hard to give that up um, regardless yeah. of how bad they're playing. So no, I'm not really ready just to drop him. Now am I benching him? hundred um, percent. Yeah. I just don't want anything to do with him. Cause I mean, look, think about it. Just one injury to quarter Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis is probably seeing 15 to 20 touches a game. Cause I don't know who they would use after him. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's bad. Mike Davis is clearly doing nothing like he did in Carolina last year, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I will give you a much easier answer and say, yes, drop him. Um, <laughs> Zach Moss, three fantasy points, three carries, six yards. He had a couple weeks where the bills were like crushing their opponents. He came in late and scored like fa- 15 fantasy points ever since that stretch though. He's been pretty bad. Do you drop him? Yes or no? No, nah, I'm not dropping him. That Bills offense is still going to be very good, and I think we're going to see more games than that. You also got to remember he he went out with a concussion early yeah. this last week, so that's why the line was what it was, um, and he only saw three carries. So, no, I'm not ready to drop Zach Moss yet. Yeah, I I would try to hold on to him, but if it's like if he's absolutely your worst player on your team and you want to pick up like Darius Johnson, then, like, yeah, I would drop him if needed. Um uh, Boston Scott, four fantasy points, 
10 carries, 40 yards. There's not too much to do. It's just kind of. It's Philly in the run game. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost as bad as New England. I'm like, I'm just yeah. tired of it. Just stop it. it. I think it's worse <laughs> than New England. It's, it's so bad. Jordan yeah. Howard, why? <laughs> and Miles Sanders is going to come back and get five carries per game. Like, yeah, no, that makes... we do, we talked about this on my show last last week or, or uh, on my Sunday night show that I do, uh, where we do like a quick recap at halftime of the Sunday night game. It, mind-boggling it's just like yeah, you know, miles sanders is gonna come back and they're just gonna be like oh yeah we're no longer a running team yeah it's so it's weird like what i and they've been good these past couple of weeks like they dominated running the ball the yes and they almost beat the chargers in like a really good game by the chargers it's yeah. been working it's weird like jordan howard should not be doing this right now but he is and it's been working for them and like, yeah, Miles Sanders can come back. I completely agree. Miles Sanders can come back and be terrible. Um, it's so strange, and I don't know what advice to give. Your guess is honestly as good as mine. I guess what I can say is I think Boston Scott is still the starter over Jordan Howard, but they seem to like running it with Jordan Howard when he's on the field. So yeah, I don't know what to say, honestly. Yeah, um, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Now, Aaron Jones, he only scored five fantasy points. He had a bad quarterback, so that had a lot to do with it. But are you at all concerned um, with A.J. Dillon eating a lot of this, um, a lot of his workload? Yeah, I mean, we're worried. No. And do I like it? Also, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's just one of those, like, Aaron Jones is is still the lead back there, but yeah, he is he is losing a lot of touches to Adrian Dillon more so than you would like. And yeah, he's I not, honestly he's not getting the receiving targets as, as well, which is strange. But yeah, it's just I think he's gonna be fine overall. Yeah. It's just he's not gonna do what he did last year or even the year before. AJ Dillon's only been a factor in a couple games this year. Um notably when Devontae Adams was out, he had sixteen carries for seventy eight yards. Um, and then this week when Aaron Rodgers was out, he had eight carries for 46 yards before that he had two games, but those were both in wins where they were just like grinding out the clock. Um, but I I think that he's more so just made up for that lack of production for those other sources. And once the Packers are back in full form, it'll be back to Aaron Jones as well. Um, this is a really lengthy list. Frankly, I don't know how many of these guys we'll get to because there's so many, but let's get started. Uh, terrible wide receivers. Kadarius Tony had one fantasy point, one target, nine yards. Um, I can sum that up real quick. You can cut him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, I, I'm off of it. I'm off of it. Like I, I loved, I you know, I loved him two weeks ago, but nah, not the case anymore. Interesting. I you only see one target with you know. Galladay yeah. back and you know and Shepard's out still. Uh, Slayton didn't do anything. Uh, Ingram's getting more and more work. It something else is going on there, and it's you know when Shepard comes back, Tony's not going to be. You're going to have Galladay and Shepard there. What's Tony going to do? Yeah, I I guess I don't know. I made a Instagram post this morning. It was like start bench cut these eight wide wide receiver busts from week nine and i put tony as a bench because i do think he's just like honestly i think he's an elite wide receiver i think he is so good um but i mean you obviously can't start him right now i would much rather cut him than like i I would much rather keep him than mike davis or zach moss um so i i would try to hold on if possible i'd honestly almost rather have him than durinus johnson um, I'm a really big Kadarius Tony fan, though, and maybe that is the unwise decision. Because you're right, these Giants guys are going to keep on coming back. So will Saquon, um, and that'll eat into Tony's volume a little bit, I guess. Um, Tyler Boyd, two fantasy points, one catch, 11 yards. Um, I, he's been so bad some games and then so typical Tyler Boyd in others. And what's made Tyler Boyd so appealing is he's usually has those Tyler Boyd like 60 yards and sometimes a touchdown games. But 
This year, that has not been the case. He's busted quite a bit, and that is not like him. So I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think he's pretty useless. Like He's never going to dominate a week. And if he's not going to consistently contribute those 60-yard performances, like what's the point of even having him? I guess he can be like a bi-week injury filler type of guy. Um, So maybe that's his purpose now. But if your team's healthy and just like normal, I don't think you should ever start Tyler Boyd, right? No, I mean, he, yeah, he's definitely, you know, wide receiver three flex territory start, you know, range for me. He's nothing more than that. He'll have his games, but more likely than not, he's, he's sort of just a, a reception, move the chains type of guy. Yeah. Um, would you rather start him this week? Or wait, no, Bengals are on by. If they weren't on by, and let's just say they're playing the Vikings, like an average opponent, um, would you rather uh, start Tyler Boyd or Elijah Moore? Or just would you trade Tyler Boyd for Elijah Moore? That is a much better question than that whole hypothetical. Probably not. I mean, Elijah Moore, you've seen the ceiling with him, so you like what you see there. Boyd hasn't really done that this year outside of one game. So I think we want to, you know, if you want to go forward, like, look, like you said, Boyd's not winning you any championships. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so is he safe? Does he have sort of a floor? Absolutely. Um, but we've also seen that floor be, you know, 1.1 fantasy points. Uh, it's not great. Um, I think his floor most weeks is somewhere around seven, eight, nine point range. Um, but you know, the offense has been sputtering the last couple of weeks. It feels like, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think I would go, I don't know. It's a hard question. I, I think I will rank Elijah more higher. So I guess I'd rather have Elijah more. I don't know. I guess it depends on team context. It's a cop out, but whatever. Um, Cortland Sutton, three fantasy points, two targets, one reception, nine yards. Um, I'm not sure what to do here. Jerry Judy coming back really convolutes things. And remember, Noah Fant wasn't even in this game. Mm-hmm. Broncos have so many weapons. It's not a good quarterback. They want to run it if possible. Um, what do you do with Cortland Sutton? I mean, I said it on somebody's show couple weeks ago that he was a sell high player right before judy came back before people realized you know judy's coming back and his value is going to take a massive hit i didn't think it would take this much of a hit i still don't think it will most weeks i think he's still better than this um but you know it is a low passing volume i mean you got to remember they won this they were up 30 to nothing at one point yeah and he still only did this so what do you expect other games uh it's yeah you're going to get more than two receptions or one reception for nine yards but it's um, yeah, they're not going to be able to run it forty times in most games. No, but you know it's it still is concerning to see this. But Judy's the guy, and fans going to be there too, as you said. But yeah, I mean they want to run this ball, they want to play ball control, and hopefully let this defense do what they did against Dallas every week. Yep. All right, now Tyreek Hill. We already talked about Mahomes and the whole Chiefs situation. Um. Tyreek Hill had five fantasy points on 11 targets, so that's hopeful at least, um, in 37 yards. Uh, he's still a wide receiver one to me. Like Mahomes, it's more of a question. Um, but Hill, it's just wide receivers are more scarce, and I do feel like at any time he can put up 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, um, easily, easily. Yeah. Even if Mahomes has a bad game, Hill can exactly. have a good game. I'm not really panicking for him, um, are you? No, I mean, you know, he yeah. might not finish top five receiver this year, but, you know, he's gonna, he's still going to be good. I'm not yeah. worried about it. I agree. This guy might be a little bit different. Julio Jones had six fantasy points. Should you drop him? Yeah. Yep. I have no I issues do. dropping Julio Jones at all. He's not the same. Um, eh, he's kind of – like not peak Julio, but like – 2020 Julio I think he's pretty similar um it's just the situation is Titans don't throw it to him it's that simple in my opinion 
yeah, I don't know what to do with Julio. Like it's it's. Or I mean, I would drop Julio. It's just I'm in a league where Me I too. can't drop him because there's just nothing out there. So yeah. I'm just stuck with him. But it, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I traded him away for essentially Antonio Gibson, and I'm fine with that. Even yeah. though Gibson is highly skeptical. Um, yeah. DJ Moore now. Um, ugh, Sam Darnold's out a few weeks. I don't. Yeah, I like was it. just on. I was on Twitter and people were talking about, oh my God, what an upgrade. It's now PJ Walker. And like, is that an upgrade? Sh- We've seen yeah, this, right? Exactly. Guys, are you guys watching the same games I'm watching when PJ Walker comes in? It's not good. I mean, it's, it's, can't, it's not good. I watched the XFL and he looked pretty solid, but in the NFL, he's looked really bad. Like, he looks worse lost. than, worse than who's a really bad backup quarterback right now. Um, I don't know. Matt Barkley. Like he's looked so bad. <laughs> um it's I I think it's a downgrade, even though Sam Darnold's also been atrocious. Um what do you do with DJ Moore now? I, I think you have to at least bench him for this game, see what PJ Walker looks like. He'll presumably be bad. Then let's just say he is bad. What do you do then? Do you drop DJ Moore? I'm not, I'm not dropping more. Somebody will buy into him. You know, I mean, the volume share alone there is yeah. just crazy. He's for like him, third so. third in the NFL in targets or something. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy what what he's doing target share wise. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not dropping him. It's just it's a shame what what's going on here in in Carolina. Benching him this week. Is, I mean, he's on he's on that you know teeter point of being benched. Um, you know, he's probably in the low end RB2 range for me. I, like I said, I haven't done my rankings yet, but I'm just kind of like glancing over the names right now. And uh, I mean, you could argue a whole bunch of these guys overhead of him, even Judy, um, you know, Renfro's and the, and yeah. the Waddles and Claypool's. And well, Claypool might be hurt, but you know, a bunch of these guys. Um, you could argue just play over him because they've all been better recently. I agree. I. I think you've got to like. I think Hunter Renfro is an interesting name. You've got to start him over. Um, you've got to start him over DJ Moore right now. Um, now these guys, I don't think we're really panicking about, but I just wanted to shout them out for being terrible last week. Uh, CD Lamb had three fantasy points. Don't worry though, he had nine targets, and quite a few of those were yes. deep shots. Um, Jamar Chase. Uh, just elite still. He only had six fantasy points, though. Again, don't worry. That was on 13 targets, and he had six receptions for 49 yards. That's not an atrocious stat line whatsoever. Um, and Joe Burrow was not doing his best, so that'll likely turn around. A.J. Brown, really weird game against the Rams. Um, there just wasn't a lot of passing. I think Ryan Tannehill had, like, 200 passing yards. Uh AJ AJ Brown had 11 targets, five receptions, 42 yards, a lot like the Jamar Chase stat line. Um, and then Devontae Adams playing with Jordan Love had 14 targets, six receptions, and 42 yards. So don't worry about those guys. Just wanted to put that out there. Let's move on to waivers real quick. There are a lot of really interesting names this week. I listened to a couple of podcasts um, just as I do, and people were complaining about waivers. I think they're pretty attractive. Um, if you need tight end, check out Pat Fryermuth. He's been heating up lately. Mm -hmm. Um, and he scored two touchdowns. He's only 40% rostered. Um, so I mean, just try him if you have like Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard or something like that, I would drop them for Pat Fryermuth. It's worth a change. I don't know if I'm doing that. Really? I no, I'm keeping Goddard and Ertz. Okay. I mean, you got to remember, Ertz, Ertz didn't have Murray. Uh, Goddard, oh, that passing oh, game, I this passing that. game this last week for Philly was just terrible outside of Devonta Smith. Um, I don't Goddard, think that's going to change, though. It's going to be better than last week for sure. But Fryermuth has been coming on strong, and, and I do like him as, as a pickup for sure if, he's, if okay. he is available. Yeah, I, I honestly just forgot that Murray wasn't playing because I guess – because the Cardinals put up like 30 points anyways. But yeah, so not Ertz, but I would drop I would drop Goddard for him. I I think that this was one of the Eagles better passing weeks on the season. Um, since they since they got rid of 
since they got rid of Ertz, Goddard has finished a top ten tight end two out of three weeks. Really? I'm not. I'm not dropping Goddard, dude. Hertz threw for like 170 yards. It was terrible. And 130 of them went to went to her uh, Smith. There was Smith? like nothing for anybody else. It was so crazy. I, this was not a good passing effort for for Philly this past week. I guess so. I don't think it's going to be much. I guess he only had 11 completions. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. I mean the week but before he had nine, but like they didn't need he, to do anything. They, they just played, ran the ball a million times. Yeah, two weeks. He ago, played. So. This was one of his better games. He played though, like. And I guess that's not saying much because he only threw it 17 times, but I have no confidence in this Philly passing game. So I, I don't know. Oh, it's not good, but I mean, are we really trusting Big Ben? Yeah, it's a good point. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's I just... would drop Ertz before Goddard. Really? If you want oh, Fryermuth. Yeah. 100%. Interesting. Um, regardless, Pat Fryermuth, I think if you want to change that tight end, he's your guy. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones, 13% rostered. OBJ is out, obviously. Uh, he'll get some deep shots, not really be consistent, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, he looked really nice, but he got maybe a concussion. Um, yeah, he's in the concussion protocol. Yeah, 6% rostered. Might have to miss this week, which sucks. But um, And Damian Harris. Yeah, that too. Um, but... Once he's back, I am very interested. Um, Jordan Howard, we briefly touched on the uh, Eagles running back situation. I mean, I guess you can pick up Jordan Howard if you really, really need someone. But I have no confidence doing anything there. Uh, Elijah Moore, we talked about him as well. I like him quite a bit. Um, Rashad Bateman, I'm a Ravens fan. And... I was watching the game and every single catch this guy had was a first down. He was like on his first 11 catches of his career. He got a first down on every single one. It like that doesn't matter for fantasy, but he's, he's good. He gets a lot of like short routes for just like 10 to 12 yards. Hence all the first downs, I suppose, but that's useful in fantasy. Um, And the Ravens now, are not a terrible passing team. They're still not the best, but um, I like Rashad Bateman. Definitely pick him up if possible. Yeah, um, I mean the vol- the volume's been up for the Ravens, and mainly mainly because, like I mentioned before, they've been getting down in games, so they've been forced to throw the ball, and they don't have this amazing running attack outside of Lamar. Um, yeah, this past game it, it was it ended up being decent with with Freeman really going off, but um, yeah, I mean the volume's been there. Bateman, you know, in his third game, his you know, he's seen six, six and eight targets so far in three games. That's pretty good. Uh, the yardage mm-hmm. isn't there, but, you know, he he's a talented enough guy that I think he'll figure it out. And, and you know, he'll get in the end zone and get some deep shots soon. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he was really interesting in college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Freeman, who you just mentioned, is my second favorite. Um, arguably my favorite, just depending on how things go. Uh, running back pickup of the week. Uh, actually, never mind. He's my second favorite, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> but Brandon Bolden, if things go south for Stevenson and uh, Damian Harris, then Brandon Bolden becomes really interesting. He's been pretty solid this year. Um, and if he's the lead back in New England, I am interested. But without a doubt, the number one waiver wire pickup this week is to Ernest Johnson, who is... I X'd out of it on accident. Um, he is, let's see how rostered he is. 41% yeah, gonna, rostered. Yeah, he's um, going to, yeah, he'll be the RB1 for Cleveland. And we saw what happened a few weeks ago when everybody was out. And of course, Chubb and, and everybody, all the running backs now are out except for him. He's like the lone healthy running back. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to bring in somebody, but I mean, they're not going to play a role. It's going to be Johnson for sure. I, sadly, he is rostered in every single league of mine. So there's nothing. I can oh, do that sucks. <laughs> how, how much would you, uh, how much fab would you drop on him? I mean, for one game, you got to remember it is one game. Now, if I'm a desperate yeah. team and like I'm four and five or whatever it is, or five and four, and I like desperately need to win. Yeah, like I'll be I'll be dropping, you know, let's say twenty five percent of my of my fab left to to try to go get him. Um, yeah. 
if not a little bit more, uh, it's just, you know, you, you got to go look to see what people have, you know, play, you know, play the number game between everybody else's fab and years. And if I'm a good team, I'm probably just going to leave them out there. I'll put in a, I'll put in a, uh, just in case bid, just in, you know, just in case nobody else puts a bid on him for some dumb reason. Okay. I'll take it for two bucks. Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah, I'm, it, it, it's team dependent at this point. Remember, it's only going to be one game and he's look, He's not going to do what he did two weeks ago or three weeks no. ago or whatever it was. That's not going to happen. But, you know, he'll be solid. You know, it, yeah, he's running game in Cleveland. It just seems to work for almost anybody. So mm-hmm. and he is a really good backup. He is good. Back. Like, um, so, yeah, I for context, I think I've got 60 bucks in a league. I think I'm six and three. But I feel like if I win this week, um, I'll yeah, make it in pretty. the playoff. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind throwing like, you know. For you, I, I wouldn't mind throwing like anywhere between eighteen and twenty bucks on. Just yeah, I, that's hilarious. I literally have nineteen down. Um, <laughs> so, funny. yeah, I I also have like Boston Scott, Joe Mixon as my starting running back. So yeah, I I hope to get him. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's not going to get one hundred and fifty yards like he did last time. But um, I think that like if we're just projecting stats, which I don't love to do, but like a general ballpark like 70 rush yards and maybe a touchdown. I think that's reasonable. Like, that's, um, yeah, that's reasonable. I like that. Yeah. He's no Nick Chubb, but something <laughs> around there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that about wraps everything up. It was nice talking to you once again. I like these conversations. They feel awfully organic, I think. Um, so yeah, nice speaking with you for sure. Yeah, you too, man. Um, remind the people where you can be found on Twitter and anything else you work on. Uh, yeah, so I'm at F6P underscore Joe. Uh, obviously, fantasysixpack.net is where you can find all of our work. Uh, I, we do, you know, all the – I work on the rankings mainly there along with a few other guys, but uh, that that's what I do. A lot of the content – most of the content is written by everybody else that we've got there. But I do a podcast on Thursday night, the Fantasy Six Pack Hour with my co-host AJ Applegarth. You can find that on YouTube or on my Twitter feed or on Facebook. And then Sunday morning, we do a the Sunday social podcast where it's a start sit thing starting at 1130 Eastern time in the morning. Uh, you find that same places. And then uh, Sunday night, I mentioned this one earlier, the uh, halftime of the Sunday night, sh- the Sunday night game. Um, me and Jeff Lambert from going for do a Sunday recap where we just kind of give like a 30 to 40 minute recap of all the games, just a quick, you know, breakdown of everything, just you know, initial reaction type of thing. Um, just sort of fun and uh, get, gets the brain thinking for the rest of the week. So that's what we got going on. Cool. Yeah, definitely check him out on Twitter and check out those rankings. He is awfully successful. Um, <laughs> as right. always, as always, you can find me at FOV underscore sports on Instagram or Twitter. I'll talk to you next time, but until then, Eisen out.